Welcome and thank you for joining us here at Life Central. If you want to know more about who we are and what we're all about, check out our website, lifecentral.org.za or like, follow and subscribe to our social media channels. We hope this message speaks into your life and that you will find meaning and purpose through it, guiding you through your daily life. So the other day I pulled up to a red light on my motorcycle and as I pull up to the light there's a sports car parked there, convertible, got the music blaring, got the whole vibe going, hats on, sunnies, you know, and I mean why turn your music down when everyone can listen to it? So uh, he was just having the time of his life and as I pulled up I had my son on the back of the motorcycle with me, uh, in fact we were on our way to school. Um, and I could see my son was just like intrigued. He's like, dude, what a cool car. You know, like this guy is Mr. Smooth and uh, loving the music blaring. You know, he's just like transfixed at this. And I don't know if the guy saw this or what the deal was. But as we're standing waiting for the light to change, somewhere along the line, this guy starts to rev his car. Like, vroom, vroom, vroom. And I'm like, is this guy wanting to race us? Like, firstly, I'm on an adventure motorcycle. I get that it's a motorcycle, but it's an adventure motorcycle. It's not exactly a sport bike. And I've got my son on the back. I'm not going to race some guy. But he's standing there, man. And um, as the light turns orange on the other side, he goes from to and he's got the car in launch control or something. But um, man, when that light changed to green, that guy was like Formula One driver launching his car down the road and off he goes. And my son and I like gingerly take off, click into second. The challenge for him was 100, Ks down, 100 meters down the, down the road, the traffic had come to a stop, so he had to stop. We didn't. We just got to drive through the traffic and, and go. And as I was riding, I thought to myself, man, you know what? In this guy's mind, he just won something. He just won something. I have no idea what it is that he won, but in his mind, he won something. Never mind the fact that we didn't have to sit in traffic, so we got to our destination before he did. But in his mind, he won something. The more I thought about it, the more I just thought to myself, isn't it just so true that we so often treat life that way? That we so often just, just treat life or view life as a game. A game where there are ultimately winners and losers. Where there's something to be won or something to be lost. In his book, The Infinite Game, Simon Sinek kind of speaks into this where he speaks about the difference between a finite game and an infinite game. Where with a finite game, ultimately you have a game that is uh, played by two opponents uh, where there is um, set rules, set boundaries and a set time frame. 
and everyone's aware of all of these things before they start playing and by the end of it there will be a winner and there will be a loser. Whereas with an infinite game, an infinite game, there's no time limit, there's no set rules, and at the end there's not even necessarily a winner or a loser. And if we think about it, we can approach life in one of these two ways, where we break all of the areas of our lives up into these little finite games, where we fight and play and try to score and, and, and get points on the board and ultimately be the winner at the end of the day. To what end? Or we can view it as infinite, where we recognize that, you know, We've all got a different time frame. Your, your time frame is different to my time frame. The amount of time that you have in this game is different to the amount of time that I have in this game. And you don't know how much time you have. I don't know how much time I have. And we don't know how much time each other has. Ultimately, the rules are changing on us all the time. Think about it. What used to be called good years ago is called bad today. What used to be called bad years ago is called good today. The rules are always changing all around us. And yet somehow we still get sucked into this thing of winners and losers. We could also see life as currency, you know, this, this, this currency that, that, you know, if we think about it, it's, it's like made up of, of notes. And we get to choose these notes, notes of time, notes of emotion, notes of thought, notes of love. And we get to choose how we spend these notes how we spend the currency of life. I wonder how are you spending the currency that you've been entrusted with? Your time, your emotions, your thought, your love for the people around you. Because yes, life is unpredictable. And as I said, none of us know how much of the currency or the notes of time we actually have left. None of us. Uh, we don't know how much currency we have left at all or what we'll need to spend it on. Because in reality, you could have woken up this morning going, I'm going to spend the currency of my life on this in this way and it's going to be great. And then something small came along, disrupted all of that. And you realize, no, now today I have to go and spend the currency of my life on something completely different in a completely different manner. Last week we spoke about your life being a story. And that ultimately your story is this verse that contributes to the greatest story of life. And as you consider everything that we've spoken about 
This morning, over the past couple of weeks, if you've been following with us, when it comes to your story and my story, oftentimes we can be quite anxious with regards to what the future of that story looks like. You know, again, coming back to the whole currency thing, am I going to have enough currency moving forward, whether it's literal or as we've just spoken through the currency of our lives, you know, this love, this time, this thought, all of these things. Am I going to have enough? Am I going to have enough to, to see me through the next chapter of my life? And for a lot of us, that is a great concern, especially in the day and age that we live in with things that are so volatile all around us. And as I thought about this for my own life, as I've had to look into certain areas of my life and had to make certain decisions for my own life, as I've looked forward, here's what I've come to realize, is that I can trust the next chapter because I know the author. I can, I can trust the next chapter of my story because I know the author. I know who's writing it. And that should give me peace. That, that should kind of bring my heart to come to settle. I wonder where you at with that. Are you in a space where, where you are good? with trusting the next chapter of your life because you know the author. You know who's busy writing your story. You know who's busy unfolding that, th that story verse by verse, line by line, day in and day out. I love the way that King David spoke into this for his own life, when, when he looked down the line and when he looked at, at what could be coming and the, the uncertainties that, that life was, was um, um, presenting to him moving forward, he looks at it and, and here's, here's how he responds. He says, I cry out to God most high, to God who will fulfill his purpose for me to God who will fulfill his purpose for me what's he saying I can trust the next chapter why because I know the author and I understand that he's busy fulfilling his purpose for me through me what an incredible thought that our lives are safe in the hands of God as he continues to write your story, continues to write my story. The apostle Paul, he spoke into this as he, he's writing to the church in Philippi. And, and ultimately he says, he, he, he says to them, he says, he says, I am certain, I'm certain that God, what is he saying there? I'm certain that God, in other words, I am confident, I am convinced that God, and he carries on, he says, I am certain that God who began a good work within you will continue his work until the day it is finally finished. 
that God began this and that he's faithful to see it through. He started your story and he's not done yet. He continually keeps writing and you can trust him. And that's what Paul's communicating to you and to me. Why? Because isn't that the heart of a father? Isn't that the heart of a father? To not start something and then kind of, you know, oh, well, the kid can figure it out by himself. Oh, well, you know, I fed him for all these years. He can now feed him himself. I mean, he's already six, you know. That's not the heart of a father. Hey, started this, we're going to see it through. I think of my relationship with my son. I think of that father's heart. I think of the conversations that we're busy having with my boy right now. <laughs> it's interesting, you know. Of late, we've started to see a bit of attitude come through, trying to figure out what that's all about. And uh, every once in a while, the attitude's not that great. And as a result, there's this phrase that's kind of just developed in our home where I've had to say to my son on several occasions, I've, I've just had to start saying to him, my boy, your attitude today will open or close doors for you tomorrow. Your attitude today will open or close doors for you tomorrow. And you get to choose. And then we've had to practically implement it. That when the attitude has been on the wrong end of that spectrum, I had to say to him, my boy, today, your attitude closed the door for privileges tomorrow. So all your privileges are gone tomorrow. And that's tough for him. It's very tough. And tomorrow, he has to choose. I've now got to work through this tough stuff with a good attitude. Is it, is it tough? Yes, it is. And in life, you're going to face tough stuff. But in the tough stuff, you still get to choose your attitude. And so in those moments, kind of has to suck it up and have a good attitude and be grateful for the things that he does have in those moments. And when he's had a good attitude through that, end of the day, I chat with my boy and I say, my boy, today, your attitude opened up the door for privileges tomorrow. And then the next day, his privileges are restored. I wonder where you at with that. You might be an adult out of your parents' home and your dad's not having those conversations with you. But maybe that's exactly what's going on in your life right now. Has your attitude been closing some doors for you? Has your attitude of the past closed some doors for you where you're at now? In reality, you're blaming all kinds of other things. You're even possibly blaming political situations that we do face within our nation. But you're blaming that on the fact that you're not being promoted or you're not finding work or whatever the case may be. But in reality, your attitude is communicating something very, very deliberate to any employer. Or maybe even relationally 
Maybe your attitude has closed doors for you relationally. And you can't figure out, you're like, man, you know, these people are so picky, you know, or they, they're so superficial. Maybe they aren't superficial. Maybe there's a bit of an attitude ad- adjustment that's needed. There's an old cliche where it's, it essentially just says what you need is an attitude of gratitude. Though it's a cliche, it's true. That gratitude goes a very long way. When I see gratitude coming through in my son's life, there's very little that I won't do for him. Man, it warms my heart. It gets me happy as a dad. And I go, my boy, how can I help you? What can I do for you? Because I can see he's grateful for what he does have. He's grateful for what's going on. When last were you grateful? When last did you show that you're grateful? When last were you, were, were you thankful for what you do have in your life? So often we can look at life and see all the things that we don't have. When in reality, we're surrounded by all the things that we do. The, the, uh, a while back, I, I heard a statement and I, I don't know who said it, but, um, but the statement is this. It says, a happy person wants 10,000 things. A sick person only wants one. Isn't that so true? Are you hung up on the 10,000 things (laughs) that you don't have? Or can you stop and recognize the things that you do? I think so often we get so disillusioned because we're focused on all these different things and all these different directions that we could be heading. And as a result, we get caught up in all kinds of nonsense. I love what the Apostle Paul said as he wrote to the church in Philippi. He he said this, he says, this one thing I do. This one thing I do. In the NLT it says, I focus on this one thing. Forgetting the past. That speaks into what we spoke about week one. Letting go. What are the things that you're holding on to that's holding you back? Let them go. See, the only thing I can do with the past is I can either ask for forgiveness or forgive. Those are the only two things that I can do regarding the past. I cannot change the past. You cannot change the past. All we can do is let it go. He says you're forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. In other words, I need to let go of the stuff that I can't change and I need to press forward trusting the author of this story. Be grateful for what he's given me and move forward with him. I wonder, are you in a space today where you can look at your life and go, man, there may be an attitude adjustment that is needed. And I may need 
to practice this attitude of gratitude. Again, it was Paul a little later on in this letter to the church in Philippi where, where he essentially says, man, I've learned how to, 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 to be content no matter what I have, no matter where I am. I know what it is to, to live with almost nothing and I know what it is to live with everything. And ultimately, he comes back to this point of living in a space of gratitude. Where are you at? If you had to stop and consider today a next step for your life, what would that be? Are you in a space where you realize, yeah, Ramon, you know, week one we spoke about letting things go. You know, the things that are holding us back, let them go. Okay, so we've let it go. Week one, week two, we, we spoke about allowing God to come and change our thinking, to come and transform us into new people by changing the way we think. Okay, so, you know, we've, we've now done that. The thinking's starting to change. And now there's this issue of my attitude. Do I function from a point of gratitude? When people engage with me, What's the attitude that they encounter? What do I need to change there? And today, if you recognize that your attitude needs to change in this space, then I'm gonna ask you, right here, right now, pray with me and let's ask God to come and make us aware of those moments when our attitude is letting us down when our attitude is busy closing doors tomorrow that we may desperately need to be open, to come and instill in us an attitude and it's all part of choosing it, to come and choose an attitude that will open doors tomorrow. Pray with me as we just pray, dear Lord, I surrender my attitude to you. I surrender my interpretation of events to you. As I continue to, to surrender my wins and my losses to you. Holy Spirit, will you keep my heart in check? I trust you with the next chapter of my life as you continue to write my story. We thank you for that. We love you, Lord. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us. We love you and look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for listening in to the Life Central podcast today. If you would like to get connected or get involved, follow us on social media or visit our website, lifecentral.org.za. We hope you join us here again.